Welcome everyone to the Men's Yoga Podcast. Today, our guest is Lucas Hale. Lucas speaks to us today about how he has transitioned from powerlifting and weight training into the many variations of vinyasa, hatha, and now yin yoga. Lucas gives us insight on how he's developing his growth of the yoga knowledge and how he's giving back to the yoga community. So I am a 33-year-old guy from uh, the United States. I actually currently live in uh, North Carolina, and I am a transplant from uh, the Midwest of the United States. And I have always had a fitness background. Um, I've coached football. I've personal I was a personal trainer I actually was a director of a couple of different gyms um and while I obviously was associated with yoga um the uh, instructors and stuff like that just working with them it wasn't something that I really did uh, too much throughout you know my younger years and then uh fast forward to about three years ago um my wife and I moved here and I, I guess, quote unquote, retired, if you will. I actually stopped working. Uh, she graduated from uh, her uh, doctorate program as a pharmacist and she had, I, you know, had a lot more mental uh, instabilities, you know, over the course of not working. Right. It, it really brought up like I was filling my day with so much, um, you know, task and to do's that I didn't have a lot of time to really figure out who I was. And now that I had that time, I was discovering that maybe I didn't like that person or that it was kind of, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get into the deep darkness of it. And that actually kind of led me to, to yoga because I had always been told that, you know, it's more of a mental uh, state than it is a physical and things like that. So I kind of started doing my own little research with it and fell in love with the lifestyle of yoga. Um, And I've just been kind of working on myself ever since. And I still work out, you know, outside of yoga, um, but it is the main part of my, uh, my routine now uh some type of yoga so so was it like a an aha moment for you that made you switch to yoga or was it your like was it more of a development kind of like um, um yeah it was definitely a it was an aha moment i think for my mental state um again kind of just realizing that there was something going on in there and I needed to figure it out. Um, But as far as getting into like the physical practice of, of yoga, it was kind of a progression because I come from a background of strength sports. So Mm -hmm. it was, I'm used to intensity. So I kind of had to like start with the most intense thing I could find. So I, you know, actually followed um, Travis Elliott. I don't know if you know who that is with interdimension TV and he, his power yoga classes even kicked my butt when I was, you know, the most conditioned I've probably ever been. And so I started with like power yoga. Then I kind of 
went into like the vinyasas and the hatha and then it transitioned to me trying a, a yin yoga and that's kind of a combination as you know of really the mental game and the physical game and so i fell in love with that practice as well so physically it was definitely a you know step-by-step process but it was one of those i was home for probably i don't know a couple of weeks and then i just was like wow i really need to do something but i'm not a i'm not a doctor guy if i can help it so i went a little bit more holistic and and started doing research on yoga your story seems probably like very relatable it was relatable for me too um where i started off more with like physical exercise i was big time into sports and whatnot i was actually the first time i did yoga it was i was doing p90x3 or something like that one of those p90x stuff and every wednesday was the yoga day right <laughs> and yeah. i would always skip it and i remember the first time i like i i think i pressed play by accident and the first thing Tony Horton says is, whatever you do, don't skip this. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess I'll listen to you, Tony. And yeah, when I did, I was like, holy cow, this thing was crazy. Like it actually felt really good. Like yeah, it was it's like- actually funny. I had that exact same experience, um, not with yoga at all, but like, so when I kind of first started, one of the things that I would skip is Shavasana at the end. I would ne- right. never allow myself that that opportunity. And when I was doing a yoga video, I was getting up. I was in process of getting up to turn off the, the video. And the instructor said, now I would recommend that you don't skip this. And I was like, oh, wow. Like you literally said that as I was getting up about to press the stop button, I was like, I think you're talking directly to me. So I went ahead and laid back down. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, I don't skip Shavasana. So yeah, it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's, I shared this on a, another podcast, but I'll just share it again. Cause I thought it was, to me, it was very powerful. I heard it on another podcast and this gentleman who was a musician, um, he was sharing some stories about yoga and, the, and um, he mentions when you go up to a piano, you don't go up and hit all the keys at the same time. He's like, you have to create the pause. You have to put the pauses in between to create this beautiful melody. So if we're not pausing in our life, how are we going to create a beautiful melody? Huh. And yeah, I, like I thought that. it was very, very neat and very powerful. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so w- what does your self-care practices look like then now? Well, uh, much different than it used to, uh, when I, again, I came from a strength, uh, background and it was always go, go, go for me and recovery really took a back seat. Um, I competed in weightlifting. I've pretty much any type of extreme that you can think of I've done. Um, I've done long distance, like marathon style runs. I've done powerlifting, weightlifting, all that kind of stuff. And so I was always trying to be able to get back into the gym more and and now recovery or what I would have considered recovery as a strength athlete is almost about 75% of my practice um, as far as self-care and what I've noticed is through my self-care 
all of these old injuries that I've developed and just kind of didn't didn't focus on because I just wanted to get stronger. They're starting to come come out a little bit more, and so I'm able to actually heal stuff that has been there for about ten years, and it's it's actually pretty interesting. So, I mean, I still do circuit training. Um, that's my strength. So I work mostly calisthenics, but then I also do kettlebell work and stuff like that. Uh, diet wise, I have cleaned up a lot. Um, I, again, I was a strength athlete, so it was all protein all the time. Didn't really care if I was getting a little chunky, <laughs> um, right. you know, things like that. And now, so I, I balanced out my diet. So that's helped with my self care. Um, and I spearhead that with intermittent fasting. I think that that has done a lot for not only my, my health, but also my mental clarity as well. And then I do try to meditate daily. Um, and I do that a lot by compounding it with whatever activity I'm doing. So I actually get up every day at 5.30 um, and I do a 45 minute either bike ride, depending on the weather or a walk with a weighted vest. And then I do my activity, whether it be the circuit training and, um, or I actually participate in Muay Thai as well. So I do that. And then I always take at least 10 minutes to sit down and meditate after that. And that's probably the best self-care practice that I, I do. And it's been routine now for a while, but it's, I lose that a little bit quicker than I do all the other stuff. Um, but I am trying to you know, make sure that that stays in. Um, and then the other self-care that I consider self-care is I love to learn. So I'm always reading or, you know, something new or listening to a podcast to try to like, you know, continue to develop who I am because I think I'm a big believer in, you know, you're not growing, you're just kind of being stagnant and that's, you know, not something that I want to be um, doing as I age. So. For, uh, for yoga, what, so you, you went from weightlifting and then you kind of developed into yoga. Like, do you remember your first time stepping on the mat and going like, what was your relationship with that? If you, if you have. Um, the first time ever stepping on the mat. Yeah. I actually remember two distinct times. Um, so the very first time it was actually quite a few years ago, I was the director of a gym and we brought in yoga, um, a yoga teacher to, you know, we we're just adding classes to our, our routines and stuff like that. So we brought in the yoga teacher and actually did ask simply to figure out what it is that she was doing. So that way I, you know, I figured out what the members wanted or whatever. And that was quite the experience because I was not ready for what she was doing. She, it was very um, mentally challenging for me because they were going so slow and she was talking about, you know, calming the mind and focusing on the breath. And it was 60 minutes of, it was agony for me, to be honest. Um, and I just went back to my strength training and, you know, never really thought about it again, but then now I'm back on, uh, whenever I got on the mat, 
this time around, it was actually a post-workout yoga for me. And I, I specifically remember I was doing a yoga with Cassandra YouTube video <laughs> and uh, it was 20 minutes and I was like, oh, okay, I got this. It was a 20 minute, it was even uh, called post, like, oh, this is exactly what I need anyway, right? And there was just like what you called an aha moment. It was just one of those, wow, this is, this is what I need. And it's what I need more of. And at that point, I started actually taking strength training out and replacing it with yoga. So that was really my, my catapult to actual yoga as a routine. Has, what has yoga helped you with? Like you've, uh, you've transitioned more from the strength training to, um, to doing more yoga. So what, what has that really opened up for you? Um, physically it's opened up my, my mobility, my ability to move. Um, and that's been awesome for me because now that I have a toddler running around, I'm able to kind of keep up with him and he likes to, he's really big into tumbling we got him into tumbling so he does a lot of flips and a lot of you know weird oh, nice. random toddler things that he does and i'm able to actually get down and and do it with him and um so it's actually opened me up to really thinking of physical training in a different way because i've been doing a lot outside of uh yoga you know like i said i have participated in muay thai um, and I'm going to be getting into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu this year, and I do a little bit of primal movement, and before, I wouldn't have ever thought of that, because to me, when, how I, how I always perceived fitness was put weight on the bar, and, and do what you can, and I don't even use, like I said, I don't even use weights anymore, other than maybe a random kettlebell. Um, mentally, it's actually the biggest thing for me that I have noticed is my awareness and being able to be more in the moment. I'm, I'm a monkey mind at heart. I'm always thinking about what's next. I'm always thinking about what's going on before. It, it, it's always been very, very difficult for me to stay in the moment and yoga mentally has allowed me to focus on my breathing and focus on what's going on right now and being more aware of what's been going on in my life and about things I want to change because, you know, everybody has those things that when you're, you're doing something and you look at retrospect and you're like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Well, I don't, I don't look back on that anymore. I'm actually more aware of what I'm doing. So if I'm doing something that maybe I want to change, I'm able to catch myself in the moment and be more aware of what I want to change and change it right then and there. And that's been really cool for me. You're more acting than reacting, right? And right. you're able to catch yourself in that present moment and, uh, it's still tough. It's still difficult, right? It's still very challenging. And it's a, probably a life experience of, of, in itself. Actually, I think it's more through. challenging now. Sometimes yeah. it's like, you know, when it was retrospective, it was 
it's like, well, there's nothing I can do about it now. And it just keeps going on. But now it's like, now I'm more aware of it. And I'm like, oh, now I haven't changed that behavior. So sometimes it's, it's actually more challenging. So <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. What is your favorite yoga practice? Um, I would say, funny enough, yin yoga is actually my favorite type of yoga now. Wow. Um, I, like I said, I, I just, I couldn't do it before. And now that I'm able to actually sit down and be with myself, um, it's, it's meditative for me. Like, I mean, yin yoga is known to be a little bit more meditative and, and restorative and stuff like that. But for me, I can actually, I catch myself in yin yoga physically being able to come in and out of consciousness almost in between um transitions so between you know one pose to the next i'm almost in this trance where i'm able to actually be with myself and be in this moment and it doesn't stop until the, the transition and that's it's awesome so wow what is your favorite posture um my favorite my favorite ground posture is fish pose and my favorite standing posture is warrior two cool why why warrior two um it just makes me feel powerful it still gives me that again i i came from the, the background i came from and and the person i am i mean i'm not i i haven't my personality as a whole hasn't really changed that much. I'm still very much, um, I'm a fiery person. I, I, I do things with passion. And when I'm in Warrior Two, I feel that, you know, I really feel the fire and, the, and it puts me in that yoga zone, if you will. And I just, I don't know, I just feel really well, like really good. And fish pose, I just, it feels awesome. So that's why. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Is there any posture you're kind of working on? Um, yeah, right now, the big one for me is fire log pose. Um, any, like my hips have been destroyed in my twenties with all the squatting and the heavy lifting. So I really have been focusing on a lot of major hip openers and stuff like that. So Pigeon obviously is a big one for me. I do that every day, um, but like fire log pose really gets into to the to the hips, and that's probably the one that I've been working on the most. And I actually realized just the other day um, that I was able to get into the pose using a prop, and that was the first time I've ever been able to do that. So it was, I was actually pretty impressed with myself. Nice, congrats, congrats! It's nice when you accomplish those little those little pieces right each time yeah. right now i've been trying to nail my handstand i get it in between but a couple of times i'll catch myself nice. and then a couple of times hey i gotta tip over you know body's just not working yeah. with me today. it happens yeah and that's a that's a big thing with yoga that i've come to realize too is i like in strength sports it was this is the weight that you need to lift this is how many times you need to lift it and if you can't do it, you need to figure out why and go about it, you know, find a, a different avenue with yoga. It's, you know what, if your body's not working with you today, that's okay. Just keep flowing and you got tomorrow. And that's, you know, that's great. 
whenever I was a strength athlete, there wasn't a tomorrow because tomorrow I had to do a completely different extra, you know, a whole different routine. And if I missed a Monday, I mean, my whole week was thrown off and with yoga, it's not like that. And it's, it's actually really nice on the mind. What has been your biggest learning experience? That's a good question. My biggest life at learning experience would probably be, I mean, I can tell you what I've learned is that I've learned a lot from my experiences. I, I honestly, like it's not a learning experience, but I think how I perceive what you're, you're saying is the ability to learn from experience, I think is probably my biggest learning experience wow. being able to like, I actually was reading a quote the other day um, that, you know, life and life, we get the test first and then we learn the lesson. And so the trick is not to like, you're going to continue to get those lessons until you learn, you know, you're going to be able to, you're going to continue to get tested until you learn the lesson. And I've learned that taking something from every experience is worth it. So for example, um, we'll get out of yoga just for this example. Uh, when I worked for one of the gyms I worked for, I had a director that was above me that, I mean, he was, he was not a good person to be completely, completely honest. And instead of just complaining about him, I was able to still learn things from him because he wasn't an ignorant man. He just wasn't a nice person. And so a lot of people can't do that. They can't like when they, you know, decide that something's bad or that, you know, they're not going to go that route or something like that. They, they completely shut down. Mm -hmm. And I learned, I've learned that being a able to learn from your experiences, good or bad, is very important in life. Adding that purpose to what you're, what you're consuming at that moment, right? Right. Instead of, yeah, like instead of turning a blind eye and not paying attention and... In a um, roundabout way. That was a really long answer. I apologize. Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's good. And I think people need to be aware of that. Um, I certainly do. Uh, Cause you are given these challenges and you're giving these moments to develop yourself. And it's not, it's, it's not a God, why me, right. It's more of, it's more for your development. And we miss those, we miss those points. Right. And as far as yoga is concerned and like the lifestyle that I've really started to, you know, Put together for myself ever since really going deep into yoga is is this one here is that life is actually great you know really no matter what's going on and it's not always greener on the other side so take time to appreciate what you have because there's always going to be someone out there that has less and that's really what i've learned from from my yoga journey thus far enjoying the process right <laughs> Yep. Yeah. So are, um, are you teaching yoga? Are you a yoga teacher? I am a, a yoga instructor, but I don't teach. Um, I actually, whenever I went into my yoga teacher training, it was 
actually solely for me. I just wanted to know more. And I figured the best way to get an in-depth look is to figure out how it is that they, uh, you know, they, they're trained and stuff like that. And it's not anything new for me to do. I mean, I, I hold fitness certi uh, certifications and quite a few things. So, so I was like, you know, might as well uh, get this done, especially now that I have the time. And yeah, so I have been asked to teach a few classes at my local gym here that I might, I might do. Um, but, but whenever I first, you know, started that, it had nothing to do with teaching. It was all, all about me. So, and figuring out for myself what yoga was. What are you currently offering people right now? Because I know you, you, you have a podcast kick in. Actually, before we get into that, I want to know who is full Lucas? <laughs> who is full Lucas? Yeah, who's full Lucas? What is that? <laughs> well, that's a loaded question. How about it? Yeah, to go sum it up that. for us. <laughs> um, to be completely honest, the, the way that I look at myself now is I'm just one big giant contradiction. If you really want to th think about it in, in terms of like trying to put yourself in a bucket is almost impossible because we, we are the calm and we are the storm. We really, we are everything that's in our life and how it's all about perception in that, in that way. So well, Lucas is passionate, you know, but he's also calm. Um, he has a little bit of a temper, but he's actually a really nice guy and he actually cares about the world. <laughs> um, and he, at this point, is a loving father who gets, who's honored to be able to stay home with his son, um, a husband to a wife of 12 plus years. Uh, um, and someone who will continue to grow and learn every single day until he no longer can and he's no longer here. So I'm a little bit of everything. I'm, I'm a mixed bag, honestly. Nice. Full Lucas sounds like someone we're all kind of striving for in a way to embrace our true nature, right? And enjoy yeah. it. Well, because that's the thing. I mean, the one constant in life everyone is always hears it is change. So to be able to not put yourself in that box, because I've put myself in boxes my whole entire life. You know, I'm the, I'm the strength guy. I'm the, you know, I'm this guy, I'm that guy. And the thing is, is that, that is the guy I was when I was 20. That is the guy I was when I was 15, you know, this and that. And I'm going to take pieces, bits and pieces of, of that guy or those guys with me through my entire life but you're never going to be the same person every single day your life experiences they're going to change who you are and you have life experiences every day or at least i mean most people have life experiences every day sometimes i stay home with titan and that's my son's name and i don't actually have any experiences other than dealing with him but for the most part you but know, that's an experience right so like you're you're having these experiences through life and if you're able to be in the moment with them there's no way for you to be the same person you were for yesterday or you know last week or five years from now and that's important so 
you know, full Lucas is going to be completely different if you ask me in another month. I like that. I like that. Um, so where can everyone find you? Um, like you mentioned, I actually do a little podcast. Um, I've never done one before, so I'm actually, you know, working out some kinks. And what I discovered is a lot of people that um, make it, I guess, make excuses about, you know, not, you know, working on themselves is that they don't have a lot of time. So my Warrior Monk podcast is called Wisdom at Sunrise, and I post it every day at 6 a.m., and it's five minutes or less. And it's really just a self-development, self-discovery podcast. We talk about different uh, movement patterns or mindfulness practices, and it's really just something that gets people thinking it's not a it's not a cure for anything or it's not a, a how-to on this or that it's literally just tidbits of information because what I've discovered over the course of the last 13 plus years in the health industry is that nine times out of ten people know what to do or what not to do um, and that's becoming pretty clear in terms of you know self-development as well as most people at least know what not to do so if you remind them what they should be doing more often, which is why I post them every day, Monday through Friday, um, they'll generally figure out what works for them. And that's, that's what that is, is all about. And so you can actually follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Warrior Monk Method. And I'm also on YouTube, The Warrior Monk. Wonderful. Well, make sure those are in the show notes so everyone can follow you and catch you there. And I want to thank you, Lucas, for coming on uh, the show and sharing your journey. Uh, we need more of this happening and more of uh, stuff, what you're doing and sharing your story and sharing your podcast to get men involved with yoga and realizing the benefits of how it can help us and each other at the same time. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.